Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills, and strategic thinking. And now, welcome your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Public Sector Marketing Show and in this episode we are going all in on Instagram. In 2021 you need to as well. Instagram has transformed into a simple visual storytelling app into a full screen immersive video and fast moving experience. It is now in the top five of social networks in the world and monthly active users are spending at least 30 minutes a day in app. Of course, we know it's owned by Facebook. And so as the Goliath of the social networks, it really is investing in more features and more tools. So coming up on this show, I'm going to share my strategic approach to Instagram for government and public sector. I'm going to give you a tour of Instagram's core features and why having an IGTV strategy will serve you well in the app. Instagram as a source of news. I'll be asking Jack Kwan of News Talk, who's a digital news journalist, the role that Instagram plays in news. So if you want to level up your Instagram this year, stay tuned. Instagram is the social network that you should put all of your efforts into this year. It really has transformed in the past 12 months. And as it has transformed, we have many more users joining the platform. Now with 1.2 billion monthly active users, it really is a social network to be reckoned with. More than half of Instagram users are age 34 and under, and it is one of the most popular in the world. Stories, carousels, and short-form video content give a great return on your social marketing investment. And 68% of people come to Instagram to interact with creators. Public sector marketing pros, you guys can be creators. Have a look at the features that Instagram has. It's a mobile app, but it is super powerful when it comes to storytelling and creator and creative development. It has the grid where we can post carousels, photos, and videos under 60 seconds. We can also create reels which are now there to rival the exponential growth of TikTok over the past two years. Instagram wants to get some of that market share. We have IGTV, which is long form video content and Instagram want to rival YouTube for the attention of video hungry social media users. We've also got stories, ephemeral, self-deleting content, stories that disappear within 24 hours, born on Snapchat, introduced into Instagram. And we also can highlight our stories and a relatively new feature, we have guides, products, places, and also posts. And I'm gonna be giving you a short tutorial of those. If you haven't joined Instagram yet, then you really need to because your citizens are there. They are there for news and information. They want to be informed, inspired. They want to get to know the people behind the organization. And you can position yourself as an organization and an agency that has the citizen at the center 
of your communications. I've also been watching engagement on Instagram and it is very positive and people are getting a positive response, especially those in politics and in public policy. Believe it or not, Instagram is a source of news, but it's a great way to engage and to show the fun side and also the personal side of your organization. So stay tuned and let's have a look at who is mastering Instagram this year. Level up your social media skills by taking our diploma in social media, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code SOCIALMEDIA20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. So what tactics and strategies should you use to really grow your Instagram account and to get meaningful engagement with citizens? Well, I'm suggesting what you do is that you go all in on IGTV and you go all in with what I call an edutainment strategy. What is edutainment, I hear you ask? Well, it is when education and entertainment collide. So take it from me. When you take a couple of step backs from your content marketing plan and you really think about what people care about related to your work, this should give you an idea of what to put into your IGTV strategy. IGTV is long form video content. So we can produce content up to an hour there. And what you want to do is to create episodic content. So releasing content on a schedule, on the same day, on the same time, at the same time. And of course, to get that Netflix effect. When you have your IGTV videos packaged into a series and then hosted on the Instagram app, all of that content is there to stay. And what we've seen Instagram users doing is going into Instagram accounts, scrolling through IGTV, tapping into a series, and then bulk consuming content. And when you take an IGTV strategy approach for Instagram, what that immediately does is it gives you content for your stories, for your story highlights, for your reels, and for your grids, transforming it into quote graphics, carousels, and short form video under 60 seconds to sit on grid. It also gives you the opportunity then to create guides. Post guides in particular are really important. So it allows you to create a catalog of Instagram posts relevant to a single topic, relevant to a series on IGTV. So if you haven't thought about that strategy yet, I think that you should introduce it. And if you want some inspiration, just have a look at my Instagram account, JS Grams Digital or Public Sector Marketing Pros, because that's exactly what we do there. And it's exactly what I advise my clients. So also, if you disagree with me that people aren't on Instagram for news or information, and merely it's a place for influencers and their 20% swipe up discounts, then you are mistaken. Because recently, I caught up with Jack Kwan, who is a digital journalist with News Talk, Ireland's award-winning news talk radio station. And Jack had this to say about the role of Instagram and news. 
So Jacqueline, thanks a million for having a conversation with me about the role of social media in news amplification. So you're a digital news journalist at News Talk. And first of all, I love your job title. I think it's very relevant and I think we more need more digital news journalists. So tell us, first of all, how does social media help you in your job? Thanks, John. Well, um, I suppose the, the, the starting point is that social media is our bread and butter for digital news. Um, the majority of our daily traffic actually comes from Facebook. That's augmented through organic search and whatever else we might do and Instagram, but a huge chunk of it comes from Facebook. So not a lot of people are coming to the website, but it's when articles are shared, liked, commented on by other people, and more people follow that trail. That's, that's really where it all comes from. The, the big traffic comes from on a daily basis. And um, like, it's, it's, grow, it, it's constantly changing and growing. But, you know, I've, I've been here for about 12 years now and it, it almost didn't exist 12 years ago. So it's completely changed how we do things and how we look at stories. So I take it then with Facebook being the biggest driver and we're not surprised by that, that measuring and having a look at your web traffic on a daily basis is something that you are keen to do. And that is a measure of success for you, right? Absolutely. And like it's, looking at it on a daily basis, hourly basis, uh, several times an hour. Uh, and as well, we would have also have weekly meetings to look at exactly in, in a sort of Excel breakdown, what worked, what didn't work, how we might be able to sort of change the narrative and look at something in a different way that people clicked on in the last week. But um, absolutely, and um, I do, we use Chartbeat for sort of daily um, checking and hourly checking on things. And like I would be, that would be open on my phone beside me for pretty much my entire shift because you have to kind of, you know, it's great to do stories that you want to do and it's great to have your have a voice, but if people aren't going to click on it, there's not much point. You have to kind of know your audience and to that extent know what, what they're clicking on and what they're sharing. So, yeah, um, it's a huge thing. And as I say, it's it's... It's daily, it's weekly, it's several times a day, but it's important to actually look at them and say, right, we did five articles on Brexit this week and we did two articles on, oh God, I can't even think of a topic. Coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> sorry? Coronavirus. Coronavirus, right. And, you know, what we have found in, it, in a general set, uh, apart from maybe coronavirus fatigue, you know, our audience isn't too jazzed on Brexit unless it's something really specific. So there's no point throwing up four or five articles that talk about what an MEP said or what, you know, a scholar said. They're really good, but you have to make sure you're talking to your audience properly. And I think that's, that's obviously the, the main reason why you look at the digital figures every day and you go, right, we're not doing that again tomorrow. And, you know, I love the fact that you are now, as a digital news journalist, driving data and driving data-driven journalism and understanding what your audience likes. So Facebook is kind of like the OG social network for news. Um, but you guys have been stepping into other social networks too. Um, let's talk about Facebook's sister platform, Instagram, and how you've pivoted and introduced news there. Because if we were having this conversation three years ago, we probably wouldn't talk about Instagram, but today we are. No, I don't think, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think we would have. And um, it's it's a case of, you know, and, and uh, I think every station does, they, they grab their handle and they just kind of let it sit there. 
And to be to be fair, we did that for a while. But I think there was a sort of missed, um, you know, you, you can't be everything to everyone, but you want to be as much to everyone as you can be. I think there was a sense that there was a missed opportunity there that um, it was untapped. And like our audience on Instagram is not as big as some of the other, you know, you can you look at it yourself, it's nothing, nothing private here, some of the other big players, but um, it's growing, it's growth, it's a different market and it's a younger market. And I think that's important as well, because especially with um, brand recognition, you know, I love news talk, everyone loves news talk, but there are certain people that don't news talk, my father listens to that. Um, so you have to kind of, as you say, pivot and adjust. And on top of that, there's as often as we can with Instagram, if we can put up a story that's a little out there or a little different, not just, you know, health minister says, you know, wonderful, that's great. If we can, like I did a story yesterday on Eddie Izzard and his new film and all that, but also talking about political shift and Brexit and gender identity, you know, that type of thing uh, really kind of, I think, speaks more to the Instagram crowd, if you like, than, than say the, the Facebook or other, or other people. So yeah, it's, again, it's, it's sort of tailoring it to the specific platform and we're, you know, we're playing around with it. Uh, we're, we're sort of, we're sort of having a bit of fun, but we're also keeping an eye on things. And you certainly have a brand style guide. And that's the thing that I like about your news on Instagram is that it catches my eye. I see the headline. It's very visual and um, great quality photograph optimized for stories versus optimized for grid and um, bold text overlay with something that grabs my attention. And then I can swipe up. So feels that you've just made it very easy for me and the user to consume your news. So there was clearly thinking gone into that part. Yeah, um, well, there's a, there's a thinking and everything, but yeah, like the, 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 the photo sells the story. That's the most, that's probably the most important part of digital news. If you've got a boring gray photo, no one's, it's, it's not gonna pop and no one's gonna see it. If you think of how people are scrolling through their feeds, you have to stand out somehow. And as you say, the picture has to do that. And yeah, the style guide is, well, I mean, the style guide was sort of almost a given in that it has to look like news talk. It has to be red, it has to be white, it has to be sort of in, in that type of style. So um, so that is like, you know, we have to look like ourselves, but we have to appeal to everyone as well. So um, yeah, uh, again, as I say, the picture is hugely important and, you know, it, it's not, and this is something that I would say anyway, something that works on one platform might necessarily work on another. And I would include, you know, an on-air story might be really good. Like we had a, a piece yesterday on the new walk-in COVID centers, but they're like, you know, that's not really gonna work online. You know, someone walking around talking to people, you need something visual, you need video. You need, so, you know, it, and, and it, it is a case that you can put something up on Twitter and, and or Facebook, and not on Instagram or vice versa, because as I've said, you do have to tailor it. And if you think it's not going to pop and people aren't going to want to know about it on that particular platform, you're, you're sort of wasting your time. And I know it's not going to be the driver that Facebook is for web traffic, but are you mm -hmm. seeing people swiping up and, and going to the website and having a read of the at more detail of the story? We are, like there, there is and we are. Um, the amount of information we have on that is sort of limited at the moment. But I mean, I can tell you from, from, a, from a daily perspective on, on Chartbeat that it certainly stands out for me when I see Instagram is one of the top 
uh, pieces of traffic. And as I say, so far, that's generally the pieces that stand out more, the quirky bits, the pieces that aren't about cabinet meetings, etc. So the audience is there, but they're kind of, and this, this is a general point on, on, on news and social, you know, you can't predict your audience too much. You know, don't try and, um, it, what people will click on is nearly impossible to predict. Let, let's put it that way. So you do have to try your best, but that's why looking at the numbers and seeing where the traffic comes from is so important because somebody who clicks on this Eddie is our story on Instagram might necessarily click it or care about it on Facebook or Twitter. So I think it, it's all kind of relative, relative in, in that um, it, you, you can't be everyone's everything, but you, you can be if you pick and choose very carefully. So let's jump over to Twitter then. And again, hmm. another original home for news. I call it your digital PR newsroom or your war room if you're in crisis mode. Um, talk to us about news there. Obviously, that's always been the home for news. How is it performing against other channels these days? Yeah, it's. Um, it, it, I think it, it was actually our first um, home for news because I, I remember setting up the account actually way back when. And, uh, you know, I, I really wasn't sure what it was exactly or how it was going to work. And at that point, I don't even think we did links back to the website. That's, you know, crazy to think about it that way. Um, it has, it, it's completely changed how we, how we consume and we report news. A, it's extremely fast paced. So again, the difference is, is Twitter is all about bulletin, almost bulletin point news, whereas Facebook is discussion. So you'll have people talking on Facebook, whereas you won't on Twitter. Generally, the comments on Twitter are quite negative and, and sort of, you know, everything's wrong with the world, whereas Facebook might actually be positive. Um, it's performing. It, it, Twitter always performs. You'll always get a spike on Twitter when a story goes up. Not 99% of the time, you'll see that spike, but it won't last long. Uh, so that's why you have to sort of augment it with the big drivers like Facebook and hopefully more and more Instagram and possibly TikTok. But, um, but like I would, uh, the best way I could probably describe Twitter is it's there, it's a driver, and and it and it sort of it's it sort of lulls, but it does get you that initial spike, and of course depending on the story, it it, it could explode. But more often than not, the explosion of of interaction comes from Facebook. But it, it's it's I would call it a really good starting point and possibly a sort of litmus test as to what how people want. Uh, what people want to read um, again uh, yeah it's, it's never going to it's never going to I in my personal opinion it's never going to overtake Facebook um, it had its chance to do that it didn't and yes they're trying to catch up with fleets and everything else but um, I think it's just a staple and, and unless they change something radically with how uh, how they sort of present the the tweets to people, it's not really gonna, gonna take off too much, but it's it's a good starting point, it's a good first step. Yeah, and I think what you say is that you get an immediate spike, but it doesn't last. It kind of mm. is reflective that the, they call their stories now fleets. Tweets are fleeting moments, aren't they? Very fleeting, very mm. fleeting. And as I say, depending on the story, it's, but it's, if you think about going through Twitter, it's literally up and it's gone. Like and of course you can repost things and you know you can put different headlines on them and if something changes you can update it and that type of thing and that's good again you'll get another spike with that again it's it's a fleeting spike 
I think I'm going to start using that term from now on, a fusion spike. <laughs> so the journalists, though, I've noticed with news organizations that journalists are going first to Twitter, sometimes before their broadcast or their their print yeah. or their online publication. Is that reflective in, in your experience, too? Um, it's not, but that's only probably because of policy um, rather than anything else. Um, like the exception being if it's your story, go with it, you know, and like we would we would use Twitter in uh, in that sense that we would have our correspondents and our reporters on the ground in Esther House, in the courts. And we would sometimes that's where the story might start. You know, a man's been sentenced to 12 years for murder. There's the first line goes out on air, goes up online and then we kind of fill it out from there. Um, so it, it can give us a guide. Um, but in, in a general sense, uh, with the exception of reporters or correspondents, it, it has to be sort of website first, social second. I think that's, that, that, that just depends on your organization. But uh, generally, it, it, has to be, it has to go out uh, on the biggest uh, platform uh, before it can sort of, you can tweet it as little old journalist number five, six, seven, you know? So um, I want to talk then finally about TikTok. Yeah. And, um, you know, stepping into TikTok with news in mind might seem a little bit, you know, off the wall. But I've seen your idea for TikTok and news and I, I kind of like it. Um, talk to us about your vision for TikTok and news. Copyright trademark as a start, <laughs> but uh, no. Um, so my, yeah, I think my, my, my interpretation is that there is another niche there that we can tap into. Again, a different demographic, a younger demographic, and a, a, a now a pretty constantly growing one as well. Um, so my thing is to look at it from an interaction point of view and mix that in with on-air content and of course, you know, digital content, obviously. So to take, uh, for instance, you know, everyone's working from home at the moment. We could do sort of, uh, I, my take is to look at mental health side of things and get people to send in TikTok videos as to what their questions are about working from home or mental health or schooling or anything else and get experts because we already have them. We have a great resource in our shows. So get those experts on, get them talking, get them responding through TikTok and, you know, doing the, du the duet uh, feature. I don't know if that's right word I sound so old. Um, and, and just kind of, and, and then as well as cross-sharing everything. So putting them out on Facebook, putting them out on Twitter with our handle, with our brand, with our voice and our experts and getting growth that way. Um, and of course, throwing in a bit of a news talk um, logo, uh, sort of just to sort of, you know, something like, and, and I know the people I'm talking to might know what I'm talking about, but so instead of saying news talk, it's news talk for TikTok. Uh, and you know that in itself catches your eye, catches your ear, and gets and makes you sort of go, "What is he talking about?" That's perfect. That's exactly what I was going for. Brilliant. And um, so I guess we've got to watch the space on that one, Jack. Uh yes. Without giving too much away, I hope so. Um, but it's it's the, the wheels are turning. Stuff is in motion. Everything is also sort of up in the up in the air at the moment, as it is for everyone. But uh, but yeah, it's definitely it's it's hopefully on its way. And like. Yeah, and as I've said to people I've, I've talked to it about, if nothing else, it's a template for something that we can use and something that no one else has. And I think, you know, digital, uh, so on social media in general, that's important. 
you know, there's no point having something that 10 other organizations have. That's why press releases are so, oh, you know, if you can get it from your angle and your perspective and throw it out, even if it's based on something else, that's, that's your clinch, that's your niche. Jack, always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for being so insightful um, and generous uh, with your responses today. And I'm sure everybody in, uh, in the course will appreciate it too. Joanne, thanks so much. A one-stop shop digital marketing and social media resource. Join our membership academy for 12 months. Access a library of how-to videos, template strategies, and organizational policies. Monthly live coaching. Attend webinars with subject matter experts. Meet and network with public sector pros from across the world. Use the code MEMBERSHIP20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. What public sector agencies have mastered Instagram? Well, there's three in particular that I'm taking a forensic look at in this episode, that being Trinity College Dublin and how they're using it for higher education. Also taking a look at the National Health Service in the UK and what they're doing to engage the public around coronavirus and public health messaging. And finally, we're going stateside and inside the White House's Instagram account to see how they are leveraging it for political communications. Trinity College Dublin is a university in Ireland and its Instagram account is really reflective of life at Trinity. And you can see that um, it's got its verified account. It also has a really nice bio and it's got a link to a particular article that they want to drive traffic to. They also have their highlights um, and I particularly like their branded highlights from student supports to open day COVID-19, Irish Week, Green Trinity, Virtual Open Day, CAO, Bees, Normal People, Grad, Merry Christmas research stories. So you can see that they're really thinking about all the elements that existing and prospective students and stakeholders might enjoy very well organized. If I scroll down then, I see that they're active on their grid, they're active on Reels and also on IGTV. Now their grid very much sells us the campus of Trinity College. It is famous the world round, for its beauty, for its architecture, for its history, for the grounds. And we get a real sense of place with Trinity. But we also see people. And between the daffodils and the sunshine and the green reflective light in the front of the building, we see their people. We see sport. We see students. We see the Book of Kells. Uh, we get to see a whole sense of what life in Trinity is like. So they engage in visual storytelling very well. If I jump over to their IGTV, we can see that their videos are commanding very good engagement rates. So they're sitting at almost 50,000 followers and their videos are averaging somewhere in between seven to 8,000, which is a pretty good engagement rate. And again, the grid is a taster, but IGTV really takes me behind the scenes and I get to meet lots of people telling me what's happening at Trinity and what I can get to expect. So very immersive experience. 
I see that they're all also stepping into reels and you can see that reels are really commanding some great engagement levels with their latest having 15,000 views. So Trinity College Dublin, a verified Instagram account, higher education in Ireland is a great example of what you can do to engage in storytelling and to perhaps convince prospective students to come study there. The NHS, the National Health Service in the United Kingdom's Instagram account is very much around public health messaging and putting people at the centre. So it has its verification. It has over 460,000 followers and the bio is very, very short. Official Instagram account for NHS.UK and they are linking to their coronavirus page on their website, which is a great idea. I probably would add a little bit more. They have more characters here and maybe some use of emojis. They only have one highlight story um, and it's around the wearing of face coverings, which obviously is an important public health message, but they don't have any. So a little learning for us here that make sure that when you're creating stories that you highlight your most important or most popular because it means that people can look back. So if we scroll down to their grid, we can see that there is an extensive use of video, very well optimized photos and videos. And in fact, we have people's faces as full screen. Uh, when it's sort of like an infomercial video, they have very good branding. It's got the NHS logo. It's got a plain background with bold text. So for example, top tips for dealing with stress, some simple tips for improving your sleep. Today is World Sleep Day. Look after yourself this Valentine's Day. So again, very nice messaging, nice mix of people, video, animation, and also graphics. Um, and it really is um, a, a grid that you would want to scroll by. And oftentimes public sector can get a accused of not having content that engages. But I certainly think that this is a really nice Instagram account if you want to model, uh, if you're working in public health or indeed any area of public sector. We can see that they're also active on Reels, but they only have one. However, their single Reel has gained 208,000 views. And looking out at me is a face and also some bold text. It only takes two seconds to put on a mask. So a very impactful message there and clearly an engaged audience with 208,000 views. So that's like a almost a 50% engagement rate on there. Moving over to IGTV, again, only one video here, but again, it's amassing uh, over 12,000 views. And you can see the difference. Reels is commanding more views and more engagement than any other feature right now on Instagram. And Instagram, as we know, have put Reels front and center of their app as they try and rival TikTok. So overall, NHS, some great content, but an opportunity to add more story highlights, to add more reels and more IGTV. So that longer form video content. But overall, have a look at the visual storytelling and you can get some ideas.
Now we're having a look at the White House Instagram account. So we've gone stateside. This Instagram account has amassed over 7 million followers since Biden-Harris took over in the White House from Donald Trump. So welcome to the official Biden-Harris White House is their bio and they're linking to healthcare.gov. So giving over the link in bio to public health. The featured profile photo is of the front steps and the front door and front garden of the White House. Again, no use of hashtags, no use of emojis. Um, I again would add some more here. But what we have is a White House that is is very conversational, so conversational that they have a feature on their IGTV channel called a weekly conversation, which I really, really love. And that weekly conversation is with President Biden himself. So again, very much saying that we are for the people, we are off the people, and we are taking you behind the scenes because I do get in beside the heat behind the scenes. And again, we can see the White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, answers your questions. So not only the president, but the chief press advisor also. So I really love that, a weekly conversation from the Biden-Harris White House. And when I'm training my students on Instagram, I always suggest to them, create a content feature. So this goes back to my radio days when I was producing new shows and you really create features. So a content feature is a piece of content that has a name. It goes out at the same time, at the same time of the week. And it has consistency of tone, of format, but the topic will change. So here in the White House, they have a weekly conversation. Let's jump to their grid. Um, really nice mix of IGTV video, short video and photos, very well optimized photos. And I get a real sense of what is going on um, in the White House, what policies they're working on with a mix of original photography, a mix of branded graphics, and a mix of video with people very much at the center. Um, I would also say that the copy is very well written. It's very accessible. It doesn't feel like I'm reading a, a grid with press releases. And that's a very important point. When you are being social from a government or a public sector account, you have to be conversational. You do not write copy like you're writing for journalists or writing a report. It has to be very much accessible to the individual, to the citizens that you're trying to reach. So for example, it's time to invest in high-speed broadband for all Americans. Another example, 40% of Americans lack access to affordable public trans transit. As many as 10 million homes still receive drinking water through lead pipes. So going in on the negative and not necessarily the positive, because that's drawing me in. But when I go into the video, then they're presenting me with their solution. They've also stepped into reels and we can see that front and center of the reels is President Biden, but also the chief medical advisor to the president, Anthony Fauci. And so this is very important because obviously we're in a time of a pandemic and we want to hear important public health messages. All in all, I really love the tone. I love the conversation approach. I love their themes and I love 
how they are triggering us with a topic that suggests that it's negative. But when we press play, we get the the positive solution that they're going to work on. Level up your digital skills by taking our diploma in digital marketing, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code DIGITALMARKETING20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. Before I finish this episode, I want to share with you my top Instagram tools, and they should be in your toolbox. The first one is Canva, creating eye-catching visuals for all parts of the Instagram app. Secondly, I absolutely love InShot. It allows me to create reels and also to experiment and clip with my IGTV videos Moving on to scheduling and promotion and analytics, I absolutely love Later. I think they were first to the game when it came to a tool for Instagram, and they have definitely evolved and developed that tool, and it is a brilliant one to have in your Instagram toolbox. And then finally, if you don't have a Linktree link in your bio, then you're missing out. As we know, if you don't have 10,000 followers or have a verified account, then you don't have swipe up to links. I'm still trying to get there, but a nice replacement is Linktree. It's free. There is a paid for option, but what it allows you to do is to create multiple links and full immersive screen on mobile. And so your link in bio becomes much more valuable. Go over to the blog post associated with this podcast at publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. And I have written some explanatory commentary around those tools and also links to them as well. And if you enjoyed this episode, and indeed, if you enjoy tuning in to the weekly episodes of the Public Sector Marketing Show, please share it with a public sector marketing pro that you know. And don't forget, please rate and review. And if you haven't already, please subscribe on our YouTube channel or on your favorite podcast platform, because every time I get a new member in the community, It makes me very happy and it makes all of this show effort worthwhile. So thanks for tuning in to this episode. I will see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. This episode has ended, but your digital journey can continue. Head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access resources and links mentioned in today's show and to connect with Joanne and her team. Until the next time, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. 